This week's episode is brought to you by Colt 45 and Bananas, Breakfast of Champions. Hey, what's going on? This is Tay, the former co-host of Keep It Basement with the Sweens. I see the boy Sweens done blew up without me. You are tuned in to Keep It Basement and Keep It Locked here. Yeah. More fire. Come on, man. I'm too Hollywood for this podcast. Yeah, I heard you tried to get bitches to the crib. That didn't work, obviously. And then your bum-ass intern, very unreliable and unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> Sweeney, I'm going to see you later. Stay black. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's not so bad. Here we have it, folks. Keep it, <laughs> Keep it Basement Podcast. It's time to make my move. Sweet taste of victory like Oprah's Manny. Damn, that shit was dope. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Great. They don't give a shit, and you got to figure if they come out during this, they want to see a show. Those things eat batteries. I bought the adapter. I just plug it in. Good. Yeah, it's way better. I never, I never buy batteries again. Do you use that for your podcast? Yeah. Yeah, just plug it right in. All right. Check, check, check. Yeah. Queef, anal, jizz. Whenever you're good, Chris. Oh, your melon ice fell out of you. If it's comfortable. Nah, whatever. If, as long as it, yeah, as long as it's comfortable. What am I, uh, Epstein? Buddy. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're good, Chris? Yeah, just, it'll be fine. All right, I'm ready. All right, sweet. Um, The legend. Oh. Yep, it's going to get there. Anyway, the fatty, the old fatty's here, late B-Day, Marky Norm, Mark hey, Norman. Hey. Yo. Tuesdays with stories. Hey, hey. Uh, keep a basement here out of the Stress Factory green room for the hundredth time. Uh, <laughs> you hear a lot. Oh yeah. Oh nice. We're plugging the spec is the main is the main reason. Oh. Out to lunch, three million I think plus. Yeah. These YouTube specials are fucking moving. Gonna come catch Schultz and say fuck them all. Um, yes, that's the move. I Joe, feel like that's the Sam. way the wind's blowing. Didn't fucking who just Ted? Didn't Ted put one out? Ted did one. Yeah. A couple people are doing them. Uh, but Mark Norman again for the second time. We had him on last year. Since then, though, he's been on Rogan twice, opening for Seinfeld, really fucking blowing it up there. And now he's here allowing us once again, and we appreciate it. So check out the YouTube special if you haven't already, Out to Lunch. 
Um, and yeah, dude, we just wanted to catch up and see how everything's going. Obviously, COVID is insane. Yes. And we saw you probably like a, maybe like a year and a half ago. But since then, you know, Rogan and Seinfeld, I guess, towards the end of 2019. But then since this has popped off, you really seem to just been going in the YouTube special and the YouTube just like good content. I'm sure you guys are producing it and shit like just sketches the quarantine comedy. Yeah. Corona yeah. comedy on the street like it was the first one you popped off was fucking hilarious. Oh, thanks. Just innovating. So like so like how's it been? Thanks. Well, I mean, the getting was good for so long. Like you said, I'm running around the world with Kreischer. I'm opening for Seinfeld. You know, I started doing Rogan. I was selling out for the first time in my goddamn life and then the the world went and queefed itself and now we're all fucked. And so I got used to like working a lot and getting out there and exposure and new fans. So when the pandemic hit, I was just we just hit a wall and I was like, ah, and I didn't want to lose all that. So I started doing those videos and I put the special out and podcasting it up and all this shit. So just trying to stay afloat with the extra content. How has the I mean, you're dude, you're fucking killing the crowds, you're selling out. Even during COVID, like you said, you know you've been around a little bit of the country already and the crowds are great. But, like, putting that YouTube special out, is that, like, you really think, how much of a crazy difference did that make? Huge Since COVID, difference. at least, on because you had already done, you know, you're coming off Seinfeld and Rogan, and then you get fucked with yeah. COVID, but you just start pumping out YouTube shit, and it's really getting around. Like, oh, thanks. Right. I appreciate it. I, that's that's the plan. Uh, it it helps. The, the, the special has, like, got me through this, because turns out a pandemic, good time to put out content everybody's sitting at home we've all seen every netflix show we got our finger up our ass we're watching cuties you know it's not good so i think just putting out new stuff for for the people i think that's the move right now and especially if it's if it's quality don't just throw everything against the wall but yeah you gotta you gotta put something out and i was lucky i taped it in january the world went to hell in february so i got it in just in time and now i'm trying to this is a whole new hour basically, and I'm just trying to pump out material. And I feel like a lot of people are kicking back, even Burr's like, I've done two shows, I don't know. Yeah. But some some of us, Michelle Wolf, myself, Sam Marill, we're, we're trying to stay, you know, comedy's a muscle, and if you don't work it out, it, it atrophies. So we're trying to stay uh, stay buff. Yeah. You know, I was just going to say, I love what you're doing. I saw you at a PA show, and you started filming the content. like Oh, yeah. Like the crowd work, and I thought that was a great idea, what you were doing. And Was that it, Soul Jules? It was a shitty one, and then you had one where, uh, I, I don't know, I like the post, even when the, the car show where their lights were going on when you were doing what Oh, was, that one, yeah. And that one, too. Like, there was a couple posts you did, and I was thinking, is it like necessary now more than ever to have a camera guy doing comedy? Yeah, look at this over? queef over here in the Shout corner. Yeah, and you guys got a, a black queef. I mean, you got to have your guy. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think this is the, what people want, you know? I mean, look at, like, a Rogan thing. It's very authentic. It's real. And then you watch Fallon, and he's like, what, you have a dog? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! And, and nobody wants to see that. Nobody gives a shit. So I think people want the behind the scenes. Like, this stuff back here, bombing, the park show in the rain, that's what they want is that, like, oh, the nitty-gritty. Because everybody's seen the theater and the chandelier and the murdering and all that. So that's... That's like a millisecond of comedy. That's like a blip, a 1% of comedy. This is most of it. You know, trying a new joke. There's a fly in your face. You're, you're farting on the, on the stage. You're bombing, whatever it is. And I think this is 
this is comedy's getting so big now that people want to see behind the scenes a little more. I, I think it gives uh, fans an inside look and also the comedians hope, like, oh shit, we can make it one day. And the fact, like, it humanizes everything. Like, look yeah. at this, I bombed here, I made it content, it went viral. Right. But uh, I got a question also about Rogan experience and Seinfeld. Did you see a change in your fan base? Like, did Joe Rogan give you, like, a younger podcast audience? Oh, yeah. And did Seinfeld give you, like, an older crowd coming to their shows? Or no, it was just more Not really. Well, Seinfeld's crowd is, it's so old that they don't, Seinfeld's people are so locked into him that they don't really, like, seek out, out shit. Yeah. But, like, other guys, you know, like, oh, I like Rogan. Now I found Theo Vaughn. Now I found Santino. Now I found uh, whoever the fuck, uh, Donnell Rawlings or whatever. So, like, those guys, younger guys, are better with the YouTubes and the, the interwebs and I can figure out shit. And they start going to Reddit and they read threads. Seinfeld's people are just like, oh, we saw this young guy open for Jerry. He was uh, kind of annoying, and I think he was gay, and <laughs> kind of ripping off Jerry's cadence and all that. So and then they go home and beat their wives or whatever the hell, you know? <laughs> so I don't think they're really doing the searching, but the beauty of Rogan is it's so much exposure that you'll get all kinds of I'm getting people in India, hey, uh, I found you out to lunch because I saw Rogan and da-da-da. So it's the weird. new Johnny Carson. You get on that and... We're not Rogan big at all, but even us, we're getting comments like, we love Mark from India, and like weird comments. I'm like, are these bots? Are these real people? Yeah, real right. people searching this shit for the interviews and whatnot. Yeah, so the, it goes to show how big that is, like that digital space. It's beautiful. And you look, people shit on YouTube. Oh, you're on YouTube, you know, and I get it. Anybody can be on there, you know. My dad can be on YouTube, but it's so easily shareable, and you can be, it's so global. You can be in Russia and send a guy a link who's in England and all that, and I feel like Netflix, you can tell somebody, get some word of mouth, sure, but like YouTube, it's just share, copy, copy and paste. I mean, it's, and then you can comment and you can see the views. I don't know how, I have no idea how you're doing on Netflix. YouTube, look at I got the count right here. Yeah. It's nice. Any thoughts on, on Rogan leaving LA or just? Uh, I think he made the right choice because now like Segura's leaving, Theo's leaving, Diaz left. It feels like, comedy's changing this is a huge shift covid changed everything where we realized the industry is kind of clueless and they're kind of s- s- slowing things down because we why are we waiting for you we got this now you guys are in a green room we can do youtube we got cameras ourselves we got an iphone that's all we need we'll promote it ourselves and yeah. i don't want to be on uh, this is us this is us <laughs> sucks you know blackish sucks these shows aren't funny we're funny. Why are we waiting for you unfunny people to tell us what to do? We'll just do it. Hell yeah. What do you think about, like, look, because when, when I think comic, I think jokes. I think I literally think you and Natel. Mm. And the kind of the way that, like, guys like Schultz and Akash or, like, guys who are more YouTube-centric, some people yeah. have kind of used it as, like, a backup plan because of COVID. Right. But, like, the way Schultz is moving, he's kind of becoming an entity and, yes. like, a business, kind of like Rogan, rather than just a straight comic. Completely. And you have always been a straight comic, but I, you're veering that way, and your YouTube's blown up and shit, so I didn't know if you had, like, business ideas in the back of your head, or you're kind of just, like, doing what you can to stay relevant. Not really any strategies. I, I appreciate that. But, like, this guy hit me up and said, hey, do you mind if I film some shit? And I said, yeah, come on by. Hell so yeah. I think my my uh, perk or what do you call it, my plus about me is that I'm vis- open-minded. You guys want to do a pie? Yeah, come on yeah, by, whatever. We, it's, we appreciate it. We got rejected from Tim last week, two weeks ago. <laughs> I, I was saying that because we had Francis on. I don't know if you're cool. Francis Ellis, he's really Oh, nice. yeah, yeah. He was like, uh, Mark Norman's really going really to hit him hard. He has the comedy bug where you always perform anywhere. Yes. And I was wondering, since you hit another level of success, is there like a thing where 
you try not to be too available to people or you're not like that at all? Like, does it pay to be an asshole? Sometimes it's, sometimes it's, sometimes (laughs) sometimes it seems like it pays to be an asshole. Sure. I feel like you're such a genuine guy and you don't, like you say, you're not about like business and stuff, but it's important to make money. But I was just wondering like how you thought about all that. I think it does. I mean, I'm not going to say any names, but I've watched a lot of people in this business be an asshole and just climb that ladder. But people talk. And it comes back, and they go, yeah, he's funny, but fuck that guy, but, but he fucked my girlfriend and killed my dog and all this shit. So I think people talk, and that that's a long-term game, but the, the asshole thing will get you in quick. But again, no offense, but even if I didn't want to do this, I wouldn't tell you, because yeah. I don't want to hurt your feelings. You're still people. Oh, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to be here. You know, I just want to well, yeah, go home. You already wanted to kill yourself after you had to talk to that girl for an extra time. Oh, God, that was tough. Oh, we get it. You're, you're from Brooklyn. <laughs> All right. You're Jewish. Yeah, cool. Got it. Um, No, yeah, I literally am done. I don't want to fucking like be annoying. The street, too. Yeah, that's really the street, yeah, the street, se- the street segments. Oh, oh, thanks, like, thanks. Trying out the COVID comedy, then you're like just going up to k- random people or you know or kids. But like, I guess in terms of just being able to get your shit out there now during COVID, I, I think like it's helped some comics more so because yeah, people didn't even know they existed because they were just focusing on getting in the clubs and getting right, on the road, right? So they didn't put any effort into anything else. And you're especially younger fans. I'd say like fucking fifteen to twenty five are not they're not going to comedy clubs all the time. But if they see a clip on YouTube. And they're fr- share it with their friend, then mm. they'll go to the show. Exactly. And I, my friends have done that with you. They never heard of you. They've done it with Stefano. They never heard of them. Yeah. And they go to their shows and their podcast, of course. There you go. It's bittersweet. This whole thing with like TV, basically rejecting all of us. Schultz, me, uh, Stefano, whoever, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Like they rejected us, so it's this weird survival thing. It's like the Jews. You know, they show up to New York, and everybody's like, "We don't want to work with you. All right, we'll start our own law firm. We'll become lawyers, and uh, then we'll out." Well, then we'll fucking run the weather. How about that? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's like their fault. They pushed us out, and then we got to survive. We're like sewer rats. All right, we'll just build a little nest over here, and then eventually our nest will be better than your nest. Hell, yeah. So, yeah, that's where we're at, and and it's it seems to be working, but it's hard to see because we're in it. It's almost like fish in water. They don't know they're in water, so we're all like, ah, oh, the fucking networks, they won't book us, but we're doing it ourselves anyway. We just can't see it, but you guys get it because you're all kind of on the outside looking in, like, oh, look what those guys are doing. So we need you guys to tell us, so I appreciate you. And then you guys are doing your own shit, too, and that's commendable. Well, appreciate you, because you're fucking, you're going to get us, like, more than us just being chip eggs doing it ourselves, like, uh, doing us a favor and whatever Hey, else. hey, scratching back. That's all here. I got. You got anything else? Last question. I don't want to take this time up, but last interview, you said something important to me, and I don't know if you even really knew how important it was. I did not. You were saying that you want to be known as, like, that's my guy. Like, you were naming, like, Theo Vaughn, Joey Diaz. Oh, you yeah. You said something about the Napchat thing, like, being able to be a... You're not a marketing business savvy guy. You admit it. You're no. Old school co- comedian, but this new digital shit's taking off. And you were saying like the Napchat's important and like your thing like comedy, so people remember that on yes. the social media thing. And that is big because it's relatable, the Napchat thing. Really? You think? I think so. Oh. Look at all the people doing Napchat. They sent them to me. That's big. Like it, it might not make you money on Instagram or something, but it makes you relatable and it gives you mm. more fans, I believe. Hey, I'll I just take it. It, it's funny you say that because I've had a million people like, Napchat ain't funny, you're a funny guy, but this shit is so... St-. I'm like, well, it's not really like a, a make you laugh out loud thing. It's just silly. It's just yeah. one of a silly thing. But some asshole could remember you from that. Who's That's true. Fan, you know That's I mean? true. Comedy. Comedy. Yeah, I mean, I've been shirts. saying that nonstop. There you go. All right, guys. Uh, Out to Lunch is on YouTube. Mark, the podcast is Tuesdays with Stories. I think Joe List is coming to the club soon. Yes. Uh, anything else, dude? Thanks again for coming on. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, check out my podcast, Praise Allah. Oh, yeah, he's going to be at the old uh, Heap show at fucking Yeah, Harper's there you table. go. He got me. October 28th. There you go. I can't say no. I'll do any gig. Same. If you got a gig at home, book me. I'll come. 
Book of Mark yes. Norman. He's blowing up. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. This is Keep Basement. Praise Allah. Holy shit, he's funny. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, Mark. Hey, thank you. That was fun. I think we, I think we got it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. There's a lot there. Good content. Yeah, yeah. What's your podcast called? Yo, what it do, baby? Baby, what it do? Baby, what it do? What? Ladies, cover your ears. I'm just kidding, but have an open mind. What? Don't act like y'all never watched porn or have or have had sex toys. We're all freaks out here <laughs> and sexually open. It's 2020. And it was a quarantine and now it's COVID times. Dating during a global pandemic is kind of tough. Now with these COVID times, it's time to get back your stamina, practice and work on your sex game. Get you back out into the wild, into the dating life. That's why I keep it based has partnered up with Fleshlight. Go to Fleshlight.com and use the discount code KIB for 10% off any purchase of a Fleshlight product. Fleshlight has products for all types of people, whether guys or girls, straight or gay, whatever, they have it all. With the purchase of a Fleshlight using the KIB discount code, not only are you supporting business, you're supporting small business while having a good time doing so. Go to Fleshlight.com and use the discount code KIB for 10% off. Fleshlights make for the perfect gift, whether it's a bachelor party, bro's birthday, or even your significant other's birthday or special celebration. Ladies, I know there could be a stigma here, but say you were going on vacation or you weren't around for a few weeks or days, wouldn't you rather have your man use a fleshlight than another girl? Wouldn't you rather you come home and see your man using a fleshlight instead of having another girl over uh, being unfaithful? I, I mean, put two and two together here. What, what would you rather have? And also keep it basement. He's so nice. What? Yo, keep it basement. Keep it basement, back at it, baby, with the bang bangers. Nigga, shut your ass up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. You are listening to Keep It in the Basement, like most Italians. If you're not Italian, keep it there anyway. Well, that's cool, because you're a fan. I'm a fan, too. You know what I'm saying? And I think, to me, fans make the best interviews. You know what I mean? Like, because... Cause we're asking the questions from a fan perspective. When you're a true fan and you follow the artist and you study your artist and you know an artist's music, you know an artist's background, you know the questions, the right questions to ask because you're asking questions from a fan perspective. And not only that, the reason you said that you're able to talk to uh, your favorite artist for an hour, it's not that you're able to talk to them for an hour, it's you're able to listen to them for an hour. It's a yeah. difference. See, a lot of interviewers don't listen. See, I'm a listener. I, like, yeah. like a, a lot of interviewers, I have 20 questions, and all they want to do is get through those 20 questions. But the truth yeah. of the matter is, if you ask me a question, if I ask an artist a question, and the artist answers me, if I'm listening, I'm probably going to get something else out of his answer that I want to ask him. And that's what a conversation is all about. Hello? Hello, Sipes? Hey, Sipes, what's up? Hey, what's going on? This is Mike Sweeney. Sweeney. What's up, dude? Mike Sweeney, the idiot. Got it. What, keep it, what radio? Basement. Keep it basement, like keep it, like keep it in the house. Keep it yeah. basement radio. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, hey, what's going on? It's your boy Lil Dicky. Shout out Mike Sweeney, Swain, and Keep It Basement Radio. What's up, guys? This is Mickey Gall. You're listening to Keep It Basement. Keep it basement. You are tuned in. <laughs> you are tuned in to the Keep It Basement podcast with your boy Sweeney. Y'all heard. What up, Sween? Now tune to motherfucking Derelict. Keep it basement with the Sweens. That's the name of the podcast. Keep it basement with the Sweens. Keep it basement. We out. This is the Keep It Basement podcast. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Laughable, Stitcher, SoundCloud, 
and anywhere else you can listen to us at. And also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Keep It Basement. And check the YouTube page out, Keep It Basement YouTube, for more interviews and content coming your way. Thank you for listening. Uh, oh, I would love to tell you. I would love to tell you that basically uh, Mike Sweeney, the head president CEO of Keep It Basement, fully admitted. At least you know it. Keep it fucking moving. Um, Porn sex, it's like 45 minutes an hour, but like real sex is like 20 minutes. Well, maybe for me, I guess. Try like three or four hours. Hour and 45 minutes? What the fuck? It is four hours. Any words of wisdom here? Always use a condom, and if you don't use a condom, make sure you got like really strong pull-out game, okay? <laughs> pull-out game week. Yeah, wear a condom. Are you nuts? I have two hairless cats. I have one too. Can you get laid whenever with a bunch of options? How thirsty are your DMs? It's pretty lit. I ain't got Instagram. I don't got tweeters. I don't got nothing. A younger guy pick up a, a woman who's older than him. That's a really great question. How could I approach you and take you back to my room if we were sitting at a bar? You ask too many fucking questions. Don't ask no fucking questions. Plus, do funny guys get laid more? Oh, yeah, definitely. Would you date a uh, guy with a small penis? Like, how small? <laughs> How's, how big's your penis? Like, four inches? Um, how funny are you? Then you put that video on fucking Worldstar. I hit the thing, it's YouTube. Fuck me up more. Sick of it. Stay down in the cellar and shut the fuck up. Now. Keep it based on podcast keep description. Basement. Find Keep It Basement with the Sweens wherever you get your podcast with host Tom Zappia and Alex Nicholas. Please make that a permanent drop in every episode. I scold them myself. Keep It Basement podcast. We out. Guys, follow your dreams and listen to Keep It Basement. Rate, subscribe. Thanks, hey, guys. Peace. Thanks. Just masturbate if all else fails. Peace. Exactly. Good job with California. You don't like it? Fuck it. You get on a plane, fly home. Sit. Take a chance. Four minutes at the at the at the, at the, at the comedy club in New Brunswick. Four minutes. Might turn into a, a spot on a Jimmy Kimball Tonight Show. You never know. You got to try it. You just can't stay on a safe route, because then you're going to end up being kind of bitter when you get older. But you didn't take no chances. That's it. That's my view on things.